Hello, my name is John Cook. I'm the Executive Director of the Barbara C. Harris Camp and Conference Center. As you know, due to the worldwide pandemic, the Camp and Conference Center made the decision to suspend all summer camp programs for the 2020 season. We know this is a huge disappointment for so many of our families, campers, and staff who look forward to spending part of their summer at camp. The staff, the Board of Directors, and I share in this disappointment. The service you're about to watch was put together as a reminder of the place that the Barbara C. Harris Camp has in our communal lives. We may not be able to experience camp in all the ways we've traditionally done, but we can still have camp in our hearts. This video was prepared by summer camp staff. The Eucharist celebrant is our board president, Natasha Stewart. Our preacher is the right Reverend Alan Gates. Lots of love and dedication have gone into the production of this service. We hope you'll enjoy. We hope you'll pray for us. We hope you'll pray with us. Our closure is only temporary. We'll be back stronger and better than ever before. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate BCH Sunday. Blessed be your name, land that is plentiful, streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name, the sun shining down on me, the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name. 
Alleluia! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant it is to honor Him with praise! The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. There is no limit to His wisdom. The Lord lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God upon the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, and prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass to grow upon the mountains, and green plants to serve mankind. He provides food for flocks and herds, and for the young ravens when they cry. He is not impressed by the might of a horse. He has no pleasure in the strength of a man. But the Lord has pleasure in those who fear him, in those who await his gracious favor. Worship the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark, chapter 4, verse 26 to 32. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself. First the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows and becomes one of the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. The Gospel of the Lord. Hello, friends. It's Alan Gates, Bishop of the Diocese of Massachusetts, and I'm here beside Otter Lake at our beautiful diocesan center, the Barbara C. Harris Camp and Conference Center to join you in a service of summer Sunday worship. We're very sad that caring for one another in this time of the coronavirus has made it impossible to hold summer camp session this year. But the center is here and it awaits our future use as soon as we're able. For camp next summer, we trust, and even before then, we hope for vestry and parish retreats and other gatherings. The hospitality of Barbara C. Harris Center is a very great gift, and whether you are a member of a Diocese of Massachusetts congregation or a friend from elsewhere, this beautiful place is here for you. It's common to say that we feel closer to God in nature, and of course, it's true, we do. Being out in God's creation can awaken in us a sense of awe at the beauty of the world, it can remind us that you and I are part of that created beauty. Being out in God's creation can help calm us down, connecting us to the rhythms of the world. It was evening, it was morning the first day. It was evening, it was morning the second day. There's a peacefulness about the rhythms of creation. And being out in God's creation can help us put things into a larger, wider perspective. 
turns out that Jesus tells a lot of stories, parables we call them, in which Jesus uses aspects of nature to teach us something about God. As a rabbi, Jesus was a good storyteller. Rabbis are always telling stories, and they have a tradition, it's called Midrash, in which they imagine even more details about stories in the Bible, stories about the stories. So today, earlier, we heard uh, from the book of Genesis, the scripture that tells us the creation story. And now I want to share with you a Midrash. It's from a collection called, Does God Have a Big Toe? Stories about stories in the Bible. The author is Rabbi Mark Gelman, and the book was published back in 1989 by HarperCollins. So this story is called The First New Year. And Rabbi Gelman imagines some more things that happened at the time of creation. When Adam was first put into the Garden of Eden, he was amazed at everything. The smell of the flowers made him dance. The sounds of the birds made him sing for joy. But of all the things that amazed Adam in the Garden of Eden, by far the most amazing thing was the sun. The sun was so far away he could not touch it, and yet it warmed his face as if it were close. Imagine Adam's surprise when the sun sank right down behind the edge of the garden and disappeared. Adam did not notice the sinking of the sun until it had already sunk, and then everything turned dark and cold. Adam was afraid, and so were the animals. They all crowded around him, and he tried to look brave, but none of them looked very brave, shivering through that first cold night. After a while, Adam fell asleep, but later he was awakened by a warm feeling on the back of his neck. He whirled around, and he saw the sun peeking over the other side of the garden. Adam did not understand how the sun was able to sneak around and come up on the other side of the Garden of Eden, but he was happy that the sun was in the sky again and not so cold. Adam tried to reassure all the animals that the sun was back to stay, but after some time they came rushing over to Adam. It's sinking again, they cried. And sure enough, the sun was sinking lower and lower in the sky. Let's build something to stop the sun from sinking, they said. So the animals scurried around, piling stuff at just the spot where the sun sank. They hoped that the sun would hit their pile of junk and stop at the edge of the Garden of Eden just before it sank and everything got cold again. The monkey piled bananas and the elephant piled tree trunks and the squirrel piled nuts and the pile of stuff rose high over the wall that surrounded the Garden of Eden. But then the sun sank just right behind all that stuff and it was dark again and it was cold again and the animals were frightened again. Then God explained to Adam that the sun would sink again and again and again, and that there was nothing that he or the animals could do to stop it. But God also said that there was nothing to worry about, because in a few hours the sun would rise again over the other side of the garden. God explained to Adam that 
separating the sinking and rising, sinking and rising of the sun, was something called time. And God explained to Adam that the time from one sinking to another sun sinking was one day. And the time of seven sun sinkings was one week. And the time of four weeks of sun sinkings was one month. And the time of twelve months was one year. Do you understand? God asked Adam. Sure, said Adam, who actually had no idea what God was talking about. What Adam thought was this. After one day, I'm all right because I still have six others before the week is over. And after the week is over, I'm okay because I have three other weeks before the month is over. And then I have 11 other months to use up. So Adam went on about his work in the garden. Days and weeks and months went by. And Adam marked them all but did not think much of it. Until one day, Adam noticed that 11 months and three weeks and six days had all been used up, and then it hit him. I have used up all the time. What am I going to do now? Tonight the sun will sink and it will never rise again because it is the end of time. I'm going to have to wander around in the dark and it's going to be cold all the time and I'm going to trip over things. Oh Lord, what will I do now? On that last day of the last week of the last month of the year, Adam said goodbye to the animals. He called them together near the big tree in the middle of the garden and said, I don't know if I will see you tomorrow, because I don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow. Before the sun sinks for the last time, I wanted you all to know that you were good friends. If I did anything to hurt you in any way, I'm sorry, and I hope you will forgive me. The animals all hugged Adam and each other, and bunched up together because they figured that they would soon be cold. And they cried a little as they watched the sun sink for the last time behind the edge of the garden. And then after a while, the sun peeped up over the other side of the garden, just as it had every other morning of the first year. A new day had begun. It was the first day of the second year. Then Adam heard God counting. Ten years is one decade. Ten decades is one century. Ten centuries is one millennium. Ten millennia. But by this time, Adam had fallen asleep. When Adam woke up, he smelled the flowers, heard the birds singing, and thanked God for making time way big enough. So, in our own world right now, the coronavirus pandemic has made lots of things very strange and sometimes scary. This has been going on for a long time, much longer than we imagined when it first got started. So we might feel a little bit like Adam and the animals and wondering when the sun was going to come back, wondering if the sun would come back, they did, trying to look brave, sometimes shivering in the night and feeling very anxious. And we might feel like that. God told Adam that things would be okay, 
God said that separating the sinking and the rising and the sinking and rising of the sun was something called time. And that time was in God's hands. Sometimes, for us, time seems to pass very quickly. At other times, it seems to pass very slowly. And this pandemic is passing very slowly. But this time, like all time, is in God's hands. And our lives, like all lives, are in God's hands. The rabbi's story reminds us that when it's night and we're feeling anxious, we should remember that the sun is going to rise again. As Christians, we believe that Jesus' resurrection extends that story. When Jesus rose like the sun, God was promising that even when the saddest possible things happen, even then there will be a sunrise and there will be a new beginning. Right now, I'm glad to remember that promise. So, from the story, the animals hugged Adam and Eve together and bunched up together because they figured that the sun would soon be gone and they would be cold, and they cried a little as they watched the sun sink. But then, after a while, the sun peeped up over the other side of the garden just as it had every morning of the first year, and a new day had begun. So, get with someone that you care about, and hug and bunch up together, and maybe cry a little, because there's a lot of sadness right now. But then look around at God's big and beautiful world, and remember this thing called time, and that it is in God's hands and wait for the sun to rise again. Thank you for joining us at camp today for service. We look forward to seeing you here in person one day. We're going to be singing, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever.
church and camps around the world during this time that does not allow us to gather safely to do what we do best. We ask that you bring us together by your spirit of hope. We pray to you, Lord Christ. We pray for the people of the United States and for all those who are making difficult and life-changing decisions during this time of pandemic, that they may know your love and make the best choices for the safety of all people. We pray to you, Lord Christ. We pray for those whose voices would have filled our camp with laughter, singing, and squeals of joy, whose feet would have walked our trails and kicked our soccer balls, whose hands would have paddled boats and aimed arrows, whose bodies would have climbed to new heights and rested in our cabins after a long day of enjoying your creation, that they can find you, God, in the creation around their homes, and be kept safe during this time apart. We pray for all campers, staff, and parents, and for all camps that will be closed this summer. We pray to you, Lord Christ. In this uncertain time, we give thanks for the continued mission of the Barbara C. Harris Camping Conference Center to open its doors and spaces to the first responders and those in the front lines of protecting our local community. We pray to you, Lord Christ. We pray for all those who suffer from illness, grief, or loss of resources, or those in any trouble. We ask you, God, to care for all these who would have enjoyed our space during these summer months. Bring them your joy in the happy memories they've made, and your hope in the new memories to come in the years ahead. We pray to you, Lord Christ. We pray for all who have died during this pandemic from COVID-19 or other causes. We especially give thanks and offer our prayers for our own namesake, Bishop Barbara C. Harris, that her legacy will be carried on by all those who engage with our center and that she and all who have died may rest in peace and rise in glory. We pray to you, Lord Christ. For the offertory today, we invite you to go to our website, bchcenter.org, to make a donation so we can continue to do our ministry here in this place and so that we will be prepared to welcome all of our campers and our guests back into our beautiful sanctuary once we are safely able to do so. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you, and also with you. We lift up our hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. We bless you and we praise you, holy and gracious God, with the source of life abundant. From before time you made ready the creation, and your spirit moved over the deep and brought all things into being sun, moon, and stars, earth, winds, and waters, and every living thing. You made us in your image, male and female, and taught us to walk in your ways. But we rebelled against you and wandered far away, and yet, as a mother cares for her children, you would not forget us. Time and again, you called us to live in the fullness of your love. And so this day, we join with saints and angels in the chorus of praise that rings through eternity, lifting our voices to magnify you as we say, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Glory and honor and praise to you, holy and living God, to deliver us from the power of sin and death and to reveal the riches of your grace, you looked with favor upon Mary, your willing servant, that she might conceive and bear a son, Jesus, the holy child of God. Living among us, Jesus loved us. He broke bread with outcasts and sinners, healed the sick, and proclaimed good news to the poor. He yearned to draw all the world to himself, yet we were heedless of his call to walk in love. Then the time came for him to complete upon the cross the sacrifice of his, of his life and to be glorified by you. On the night before he died for us, Jesus was at table with his friends, and he took the bread, he gave thanks to you, and he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine. Again, he gave thanks to you, and he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, do this for the remembrance of me. O God of all creation, remembering Christ crucified and risen, who was and is and is to come, we offer to you our gifts of bread and wine, and ourselves a living sacrifice. Pour out your spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the body and blood of Christ. Breathe your spirit over the whole earth and make us your new creation, the body of Christ given for the world that you have made. And in the fullness of time, bring us with your saints from every tribe and language and people and nation to the feast prepared from the foundation of the world. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen. As Christ teaches us, we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break the bread is the breaking of the bread is the sharing of the body of Christ. We who are many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. During this time, since we cannot be gathered around this table together, I invite you to join me in saying the prayer for spiritual communion, in which we can ask Christ to be present with us in the ways that are possible now. Let us pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are truly present in the blessing, blessed sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things and long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and I unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. All right, everybody, now we're going to sing Every Move I Make. Every move I make, I'm making you. You make me move, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. And every step I take, I take in you. You are my way, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God. 
and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing, mercy, and grace of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit be upon you and upon those you love this day and always. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you for participating in BCH Sunday. Your prayers and support of our diocesan center are greatly appreciated. For more information about the Camp and Conference Center and ways you can support us, please visit our website at bchcenter.org. I look forward to the time when we can all be together once again. Thank you.